This is the day that the Lord has made. Okay, now, let me say that again. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. We are entering into the gates with thanksgiving and with praises in our hearts. Amen? Let us pray. Oh, God Almighty, we thank you for another day. And as our grandparents would say, our beds were not our cooling boards. God, we thank you for the breath that you have given us. We thank you for the opportunity to come again here to Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church. And God, we pray for all churches that are open in your name today. God, we ask that you come inside of us right now. Let us put aside any thoughts or any concerns and let us praise your holy name. Let us give you all the honor and the glory that you are due, Lord. And we will always be grateful and thankful thankful that we have this opportunity. It is with this prayer that we pray for the precious word that's coming forth from our pastor this morning. God, we ask that you let it feed our spirits and feed our souls and then let us be able to speak it to the world as we leave this sanctuary that there is a God and the wages of sin is still death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It is in the precious name of Jesus and every saint that's listening in this audience and online, let us say together, amen, amen, amen. Give God a praise clap. Come on, stand to your feet. We're going to give him glory this morning. the Lord.
morning, K Chapel. Good morning again. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning, giving you honor as the creator of all things, the architect of this world, your children within it, and all things that abound in this place. We acknowledge that although your path for our lives is beyond our full understanding, it exhibits faith in its walk and is heavenly in its purpose. We ask for a discernment in your purpose for our lives. We ask for understanding and forgiveness in our shortcomings, for strength to pick up your full armor. The belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of peace and preparation, the shield of faith, and the helmet of salvation. And on this morning, Lord, touch our hearts so we can openly feel the heavenly spirit in this place. Touch our minds so the words spoken through your chosen vessel will not be heard in vain, but will be etched in our spirit so that we can have a greater understanding of your boundless love, your boundless purpose for our lives, and your everlasting salvation. We simply ask to better understand you, the Father, to live by the example of you, the Son, and to be eternally touched and directed by your Holy Spirit. For your love is boundless and it endures forever. I humbly submit this prayer on your day, in your house, and before your people. Amen. Anybody love him this morning? Anybody love him? We're just going to love on him this morning because he deserves it. He deserves the praise, all the honor. Song says, Jesus, I love you with my whole heart. Here we go. We magnify. For me will never change. Love for me will never change. Your word. You wash my sins away. You wash my sins away. And you keep me every day. You Say that again. Come on, everybody. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. Your word. Love for me will never change. Love for me will never change. Your word. You wash my sins away. love on him this morning. Second verse says, you brighten up my day. You Here's the good news. Boy, you wipe my tears. Yeah, you're worthy. You gave me hope to live. 
My joy is now fulfilled. Say that again. You brighten up my day. Come on. You. You brighten up my day. Your worthy. For you wipe my tears away. For you wipe. Yes. My tears away. Your worthy. You gave me hope to live. You gave me hope to live. And my joy is now fulfilled.
about only the superficial things. He's there as a friend. When I need somebody to talk to. When mama came, when I can't talk to mama, he's there. Jesus. Mother to the motherless, father to the fatherless, friend above every friend. Come on. Jesus, I love you with my own. Come on, put your hands together in here. in the form of our responsive reading. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Altogether, for the Lord your God is he that goes you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Amen. Amen. Our minister of music is coming out to lead us in our congregational hymn, Victory is Mine. Amen. We all love that song, and you know you all like it. So let's sing together. Victory, victory is mine. Y'all keep that going. Y'all keep that. I told old Satan. 
can be. You know the verse, don't you? Victory. Come on, when I rose this morning, you know it. Help us say that. When I rose, when I rose this morning, I didn't have no doubt. I knew. I knew that the Lord would bring me out. What did you do? Got up on my knees. Said, Lord, help me please. Got up. Got up shouting. Oh, victory. Come on, everybody sing. Victory, victory is mine. Some of that is happening. So do me a favor. If you have a smart device and you're using the Wi-Fi right now, do me a favor. Turn your Wi-Fi off for just a moment. Amen. Amen. I know, I know, I know it shouldn't take all that. Amen. But do me a favor. Turn your Wi-Fi off for just a minute. We're going to see if we can help uh, open up that, that, that pipeline that allows us to get the signal through. What happens is when we, when we all come and everybody's got two or three devices and and everybody's using the Wi-Fi, it sort of clogs up the line. Amen? Amen. So I'm taking it. Amen. Go ahead and switch it off. Amen. You ain't got to make no phone calls. You ain't going to Amen. Just switch it off of Wi-Fi. Amen. 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 When we get into the other part of the service, you can switch it back on. Amen. Amen. God bless. God bless. God bless. While they're, while they're getting that together, listen, what that announcement was going to tell you is we have a living legend, living legend among us. Amen. Amen. This past week in, in uh, New Orleans, Louisiana, uh, we went down for our National Baptist Convention, and we were blessed uh, to be able to share uh, that night with our own Minister of Music, who was honored by the Music and Worship Arts Auxiliary of our National Baptist Convention as a living legend. Amen. Our own Mr. Beret Thickpin. Come on, let's bless our Minister of Music, Mr. Beret Thickpin. So many years he has served 
here at Cade Chapel, but not only here at Cade Chapel, but throughout the state of Mississippi, throughout the city of Jackson, uh, with, with the gift of music, but also with the gift of education. And we thank God that he is us. Amen. He has been blessing us throughout these many years. And we were just privileged to be able to share that uh, with Ricky and Mrs. Thickpin and Brother Thickpin. Thank uh, Sister Oprah Porter uh, for helping to make that possible as she serves in the uh, music and worship arts auxiliary of our National Baptist Convention. It was a wonderful week. And again, congratulations to our own Brother Thickpin. Amen. Amen. It is now time to bless the Lord in our giving. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. We give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provisions in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow and through the mission and ministry that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. From what you have taken an offering for the Lord, everyone who is willing to bring to the Lord offerings of gold, silver, and bronze. God bless. To save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning Of his precious blood atoning Then I repeated of my sins And won the victory Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever He sought me and brought me With his redeeming love He loved me About his healing, of his cleansing power revealing, 
Now you made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. And then I cried, Dear Jesus, come here, my broken spirit. I then obeyed his blessed command and gained the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, I say, crystal sea about the angels singing I already come together we pray that blessed upon this service we pray that you bless each one who have made their arrival those who have desired to be here but not able bless them wherever they may be oh god we thank you for this offering we thank you for those who gave in this offering those who had not to give bless them as well Use it for your perfect, your glory, and your honor. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name, we do ask and pray. Amen. 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 Good morning, everybody. With all your smiling faces. Listen while you're smiling. Let's extend that smile to our visitors. We recognize that not everyone here is a, visit, is a member of K Chapel. So as a visitor, we're going to ask that you would stand so that we can recognize you. Will all visitors please stand? All visitors, please stand. Amen. There's one, there's two, three. Amen. 
We're so happy that you came to worship with us this morning, joining in this 8 o'clock service. We ask that you would continue to worship with us whenever possible. And if you don't have a church home, we ask that you consider joining us. And while you're here, we're going to give you something that you can only get here at Cade Chapel. Amen. This is our fellowship period.
believe Sister Tabitha Britton Porter here. She wants to make a statement this morning. Are you here? You can come now. Amen. just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Last week I had the honor of thanking the 11 o'clock service in my church family, so now I'm here for the 8 o'clock service just to say thank you, thank you, thank you for your prayers, thank you for your support, and let me just say to God be the glory. I must say that. I have to give him all honor and praise because where would I be without him? So I have wonderful parents, I have a wonderful support team, and I just want to tell each of you, thank you for your prayers, thank you for your support, and again, it's been a wonderful race, it has been an honor to be your Hines County Justice Court Judge right here in District 2, and again, thank you. Amen, amen. Once again, each Sunday morning. We receive a list, list of people that are in need of your prayers yeah. and phone calls. Yeah. Those people that you can minister to during the week. Yeah. We're going to ask that you continue to pray for the Lynn, Miller, and Foster families. They will be there will be a memorial service for their loved one, Mrs. Willette Lynn, here at Kate Chapel on next Saturday, September 14th at 1 o'clock. Deaconess Jerry Thornton and Carolyn Bowman are in need of your continued prayers as they funeralized their loved one, Miss Barbara Jean Edwards, on this past Friday. Sister Frances Dunn is asking for your continued prayers for her brother, Mr. James C. Gilmore. And there are people that are recovering, and I noticed this morning there's one back in service this morning, Miss Lucille Green. Welcome back. Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audrey Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, and Brother Fred Gross, as always, are in need of your prayers. I have a note here that asking that you stay in prayer for the Gaddis Clark and Moncure family. Sister Moncure's niece, Tawana Gaddis, husband passed on Friday night. Be in prayer for that family. And I also have a card here from Lily Naylor that says, thank you so much for your prayers, support, and love shown during a, such a difficult, difficult time. May God continue to bless Kate Chapel with love, Lily Naylor. As I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Amen. Now we'll prepare for the choir to give us another song, that song of preparation before we get here, the word of God. Amen. Oh, I'm stronger than I've ever been. 
listen to what mama taught me about my God's love. And I used to be so weak that I fell for Satan's game.
Amen. Anybody feel stronger this morning? Been through some stuff, but came out feeling stronger. Amen. What a mighty good God we serve. Amen. Amen. And amen. Won't you repeat this affirmation after me? I am about to hear God's holy word concerning my life. My mind is focused. My ears are open. My heart is ready. My soul is thirsty. Now preach, preacher. Amen. Won't you join me in reading of the Holy Scripture from the book of Ephesians. Ephesians chapter number 6. Ephesians chapter number 6. One verse, that being verse number 20. Ephesians 6 verse number 20. Simply these words are recorded. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power of that worketh in us. That's enough right there. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Let us pray. Father, as you and your son in spirit are one, allow now your servant, your word, and your wisdom to become one, that we may affirm the imminence of your kingdom, the power of your spirit, and the lordship of your son. I trust you now for preaching. Guide my mind and my mouth for a few moments that I may be able to think your thoughts and clearly articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance to your will for us this morning. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. 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 I want to continue in our series, Amazing God, Awesome You, Amazing God, Awesome You. Simply, if you would just tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, be powerful. Be powerful. Be powerful. We talked last week about being joyful. Be powerful. Be powerful. We want to talk about the power within. The power within. This morning, I want to challenge and I want to charge you. As we talked about the awesome or the amazing God, rather, on last week. I want to talk and start to focus in a little bit more on the awesome you. I want to challenge you and I charge you to live the awesome life that God created you to live. By that, I mean, I, I, I want to challenge you to unapologetically be the powerful person that God has created you to be and to fulfill every purpose every potential that has been placed inside of you by the providential God. Because too often we let, we let God's best pass us by thinking that, that it would be too great for us to accomplish or, or too far out of our reach or, or too much for us to manage or too big for us to take on. And, and rather than living out God's purpose, we settle for what we can see ourselves doing. Rather than living out our full potential, we settle for who we see ourselves becoming. Rather than fulfilling our highest purpose, we settle for what we can imagine ourselves doing or settle for what others have imagined us doing. 
In other words, we live out other people's dreams of us rather than the dream that God has placed inside of us. And in so doing, we miss the fullness of who God has created us to be and all that he has created us to do. A lot of us this morning are simply missing out on fulfilling God's best, settling for what we can see. Settling for what makes sense. What makes sense for me? I could never do that because I've never been to school to do that. And so we settle for what we think we deserve. We settle for what we think we are able to do rather than what we believe that God says he can do through us by the power working in us. So I want to challenge and charge you today this morning with, a, with what the scripture says. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. These words are written by the Apostle Paul and initially you might be thinking that Paul cannot be writing these kinds of motivational words to inspire us in, in things like our professional lives but he absolutely is doing so. And he uses himself as a case study to make the point. When we contextualize these words in the life of Paul, they make sense coming from his pen for throughout his ministry, Paul is having to defend himself. He constantly has to provide evidence of his conversion from the man previously known as Saul of Tarsus to the man who now ministers as Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Paul understands that his ministry will be met with great scrutiny and skepticism. So he does not dodge uh, this issue in his epistles. It's in 1 Corinthians 15 that Paul writes, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. <laughs> Paul Paul, Paul makes no bones about it. He understands that people will be skeptical about his conversion. And so he writes in 1 Timothy 1 and 12 saying, And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into this ministry who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious. But I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He even calls himself later in that text the chiefest among sinners, underscoring the fact that, that he started in this ministry with a great disadvantage and deficit that should have disqualified him from such a calling. And even in our text this morning, Paul again in verse 7 of the same passage, verse 7, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 7, he defends his ministry saying, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God, given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Paul is acutely aware that there are some people who would not understand or even believe of his conversion or his commitment to the gospel of Jesus Christ. There would forever be a question mark over him. Despite what he was doing now because of his past. 
It will be a challenge for people to see him and accept him and imagine him in a different light with a different mission. And the only way that he could explain it was by saying, now unto him who is able. It's, it's beyond what I expected. It's beyond what I imagined. But now unto him who is able. It's beyond what I deserve. It's beyond what I even thought I would ever be doing. But now unto him who is able. It's more than I ever saw myself becoming. It's something that I never thought I would be doing. But now unto him who is able. I didn't anticipate it. I didn't imagine it. But God is able. And that's what this text acknowledges. That God is able to do in us and with us and for us far above and beyond what we or others can see, think, or imagine concerning us. God can do immeasurably more. What God is able to do with us, through us, and for us is because of the power working in us. Listen to it again. Now into him was able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Paul says the only way that I got to become an apostle of Jesus Christ is because of the power that was working inside of me. He said I couldn't be preaching up here today in my own strength or in my own might. It had to be the power of God working inside of me. It's, it's not because I have willpower. It's not because I could just forget all my past. No, it's because the power of God has been working inside of me. Because if, if it were left up to me, there were some things that while I was preaching, it would be brought to my memory. And I couldn't say some of the stuff that I say today because I would be pointing. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. But it's the power of God. The power of God that allows you to move forward with your life. The power of God that allows you to claim your destiny. The power of God that allows you to forget those things that are behind and press into those things that are before. The power of God that releases you to minister and... Oh. Paul said, I couldn't do this. Were it not for the power working in me. The power working in me, the only way, he says, is because of the power. The Greek word for power is dunamis, from which we derive the word dynamite. In other words, there is, Paul says, there is an explosive power inside of every believer. I don't know how you feel about it, but I thank God this morning that he puts inside of every born again believer the explosive power of the Holy Spirit so you can do more than you ever thought, so that you can do more than you ever asked, so that you can do more than you ever imagined yourself do according to the power. Now unto him who's able to make something out of me that I couldn't make out of myself. Now, unto him, who's able to use me in spaces I thought I'd never be used. Now, unto him, who's able to open doors for me that I walk through things that I never thought I'd walk through. Now, unto him, who's able to give me things that I never thought I'd have. Now, I wish I had some folk in here. Now, unto him, who is able. To do exceeding abundantly above everything I could ever ask or imagine. Yeah. 
according to the power. Which says, watch this, which says, watch this, that, 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 that it's not left just up to God. But it's left up to you working with God. I wish I had a witness in here. It's not just left up you to pray, Lord, do it. But you've got to work with the power that he put inside of you. Ah. Oh. I, I, I just can't lay up in my bed and say, Lord, fix it. But, but I got to work with the power that he put inside of me to fix it, to work it out. To... According to the power he put inside of you. you you're not going to fix relationships just by praying about it. You got to work on it. You're not going to be reconciled with folk who've been mad with you for years. You got to work on it. That stuff doesn't just magically, mystically happen. It's according to the power that's working inside of you. The power that's working inside of you. And God... Uh, Oh, I feel good already. God has given all of us power. Power. Power to live a powerful life. Power to fulfill our purpose. Power to live up to our potential. Power to live in accordance to his will. Power to love your enemies. Power to forgive those who hurt you. Power to demonstrate mercy. Power to overcome your obstacles. God has given every believer power. Power to conquer your giants. Power to be quiet when you want to talk. Power to speak up when you want to be quiet. He's giving you power. Power, power to sit still when you want to move. Power to move when you want to sit still. He gives you power to fight injustice. Power to stand for righteousness. Power to speak, to push. Power to study. Power, to po wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Students, students, students in school come here. Power to study. Power to learn, power to pass your test, power to master your subjects, power to resist peer pressure, power to keep your hormones in check, power to obey your parents, power to live holy, power to live sanctified, power to fulfill your life's purpose, power. Come here husbands, power to love your wives. Power to bless her. Power to lift her. Come here, wives. Power to respect your husbands. Power. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. He gives us power to fulfill his purpose for our lives. Gives us power. Power working on explosive power. Working on the inside. What is this power? What is this power? Working on the inside. I got a few things I'm going to leave you with. A few things I want to leave you with that, that every, every, every believer has. Every believer has the power of the word to guide. You've got working inside of you the power of God's word to guide you. Let, let me hurry up and say this book is not just a book to read. This is the living word of God, which means it's alive. 
Which means that when I read this, it's not just for information. It's for inspiration. So that I can live out my transformation. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. It's not just information. This is inspiration so that I can live out my transformation. It's a living word. It's a living word. That, that means it must have implications and applications for my life. It's a living word. That means when I put it down, I don't just put it down and say, oh, that's a good thought to ponder. No, that's something for you to do. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. The word was with God. Watch this, verse 14. And the word was made flesh. This word is supposed to become flesh. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. That means I'm supposed to live this word in my relationships. Live this word in my business practices. Live this word in my school. Live this word in my home. Live this word. The power of God's word. It is not dormant. Listen to Paul in 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13 says, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when we received the word of God which ye heard of us, you received it not as the word of man, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. The word of God, what works in you that you may believe. Tell your neighbor the word works. Now ask him, are you working it? Yeah, because now it works, but only, yeah, it works, but you got to work it. You, you've got to practice it. You've got to, you, it ain't going to do it by itself. You, you've got to apply it. You've got to use it. You've got to work the word. Do I have a witness in here? Oh, it works. It warms cold hearts. It, it changes made-up minds. It disciplines uncontrolled flesh. It helps us to discern the dark corridors of the human heart. The word of God works. The writer of Hebrews reminds us of such in writing verses uh, 12 of chapter 4. He says, for the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and the joints of marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. In other words, in other words, watch this. All the writer is saying there is, if you want to understand more about yourself and more about others in your life, watch this, is no mystery. Line yourself or line the person up with the word. It, 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 it's, no big, it's no big mystery. You want to know who somebody is and how somebody is? Line up their behavior with the word. You want to know who somebody is, how somebody is? Line up their motivations with the word. Line up their attitude with the word. And, and when, when they and the word have tension, When, when their actions don't align with the word of God, uh, I, I believe that was Maya Angelou said, when somebody show you who they are, quit, quit, quit talking about that ain't really, that, yeah it is. That's exactly who they are. If, 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 
If they won't give in church and they got a problem with you giving, they stingy. Amen. They don't want you to give. They, they greedy. They want everything for themselves. They don't want you to go to church. They don't want you to get in any relationships with anybody. They're jealous. See, y'all got a problem with me calling it out what it is. It is what it is. You in a relationship with a jealous person. You always up to that church, smiling in that preacher's face. He jealous. I'm jealous. No reason to be, but it just is. And when behavior does not line up with the word of God, believe what you see. Amen, lights. The word of the Lord is a power working inside of you. The psalmist says in Psalm 119, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. That means that the word is showing me his will and showing me his way. Jesus says in John 15 and 7, if you abide in me and I abide in you and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done. The word of God. The word of God. Hear me. The word of God, watch this, the word of God guides, but not only does it guide, watch this, the word of God, watch this, the word of God protects. The word of God protects. Interestingly, Paul says in Ephesians chapter 6, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And then he goes on to say, he says, uh, put on the whole armor, I wish I had some Bible reading, he, put on the whole armor of God. That you may be able to stand against, huh? The wise of, and then he talks about the different pieces of the armor. And, and in the last piece, he says, and take with you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. What Paul is saying is, listen, you got to understand that in this world, you're going to have to engage in some spiritual warfare. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I wish y'all would come on and go with me here. And listen, what I've discovered is, if you're honest about it, some of the wickedness is not in high places. Some of the wickedness is in us. I can't get no amens right there. But some of the spiritual warfare that I got to deal with is the demon inside of You, you got to cut and kill that demon of lying that's in you. you. You got to do some spiritual warfare with that demon of laziness, that demon of lustfulness, that demon of greediness, that demon of arrogance, that demon of pride, that demon, that demon, that demon, that, that demon that keeps you from being all. Ah. Take with you the sword of the spirit. That means you've got to engage daily. In spiritual warfare, the second thing, second thing, second thing, second thing, second thing that every believer has, every believer has working on, on the inside of them, the power of the gospel to save. The power of the gospel to save. Three verses I want you to look at in, 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 in order, in order. First is Romans chapter 1, Romans chapter 1, verse 16. Look at what it says. Romans chapter 1, verse 16 says, for I am not ashamed of the what? 
the gospel of Christ. For it is the what? Power. Stop right there. I'm not ashamed of the what? For it is the gospel is. The gospel of Jesus is the power of God unto salvation. Mm. You get it? Next verse. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. The, what, the preaching of the cross, that's the gospel, is the power of God. Stay with me. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 8. 2 Timothy 1 and 8 says, be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the what? Gospel according to the? Over and over again, you see this gospel and this power. The gospel is the power of God. The gospel is the power of God. The preaching of the cross is the power of God. And what Paul is saying is that as believers and disciples of Jesus Christ, that we are the messengers of the gospel. And as messengers of the gospel, we have his power working with us and in us because we carry the very gospel, good news of Jesus Christ. This great gospel that redeems humanity, this great gospel that saves the souls of mankind, this great gospel is what reconciles man to God. This great gospel is the power of God on display for the world to see and to be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel. There is no other name under heaven whereby men shall be saved except the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ that is the gospel all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God that is the gospel if a man be in Christ he is a new creature all things have passed away all things have become new that is the gospel if thou confess with thou mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved that is the gospel And we have the power of God working inside of us because of the gospel that lives in us. Which means wherever you go, declaring the gospel of Jesus, the power of God is with you. That's why Paul could say, listen, I didn't come to you with the excellency of speech. I didn't come to you in my own power trying to persuade you with eloquent, eloquence, elo, eloquence, that's the word I'm looking for, and, and elegant language. No, he said, but I came to you in the power. Oh, watch this. Oh, how we believers must get back to relying on the power of God. There are things that are too great for you to do of your own accord. And the only way it's going to happen is through the power of God. 
Oh, bless his name. Oh, bless his name. I, I thank God for whatever gifts he's given me. And you ought to thank God for whatever gifts he's given you. But at some point, your gift can only take you so far. At some point, you got to know if it is not for the Lord on my side, for the power of God working in me, working through me, working with me, and working on me. Ooh, I feel good. And I got three more points. <laughs> Look, I ain't got on a tie or a suit. I could go all day, y'all. I could go all day. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Let me, let, me, let me hurry. Let me hurry. Every believer, every believer, every believer has working inside of them the power of prayer to bless. The power of prayer to bless. James says it like this in James chapter 5, verse 16 says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Says Elias was a man subject to like passions as are we. And he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. James says, listen, Elijah was a human just like we are. He's a man just like us. He, 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 he put on it. Well, they didn't have britches. He put on his clothes the same way we put on ours. He, he, he put on his shoes the same way we put on ours. He was a man just like us. He said, but, but the only difference is that when he prayed, stuff happened. Which means that, that, that we too have the accessibility and the capability of causing even the heavens. Y'all ain't talking to me. He said, Elijah's a man with like passions as are we. And he prayed and heaven shut up rain. For three and a half years. He said, and it wasn't until he prayed again that it started raining. And the whole reason James puts this here is to let us know that Elijah could pray and get results. So can you. If he can pray and cause rain to stop, you can pray and make Negroes stop. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Can you edit that? Oh, we're on live stream. I'm sorry. If, 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 if he could pray and cause the rain to hold up in heaven. Surely you can hold some folk back from your prayers. I wish I had a witness in here. If, if he can cause rain to stop, you can cause systems to stop. If he can cause rain to stop, you can pray and cause policies to stop. If he can cause rain to stop, you can cause personalities to stop. All right, all right, all right, all right, here it is, here it is. Last thing, last, last, okay, last two things. Every believer, watch this, every believer has the power of the blood to cover you. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Thank you, somebody got it. Every believer 
has the power of the blood to cover you. Yeah, yeah, we, we sing that song every fourth Sunday, Pat and Carol. We sing that song. It says, the, the blood that, that Jesus shed for me way back on Calvary. The blood that gives me strength from day to it will He said, way back 2,000 years ago, on Calvary, the blood was shed. But even right now, today, and every day after, it still gives me power. Wish I had a witness in here. What, 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 what kind of power are you talking about? It's the power to cover you. Yeah, yeah, to cover, now to understand that, you got to go back to Old Testament and remember when the children of Israel were on their way out of Egypt. Yeah, when they were on their way out of Egypt, the Lord told Moses to tell the children of Israel to slay a lamb and take the blood of the lamb and smear it on the, blood, on the, on the doorpost. And, and when the death angel comes about, every doorpost that has the blood on it, he, he's going to pass over. He's going to pass over that house and leave it alone. But, but, but every house that doesn't have the blood on it, that house is not covered. I wish y'all would come on and go with me here and thank God for the blood of Jesus that still covers you. The blood of Jesus that still keeps you because 2,000 years ago, a perfect lamb was slain from the foundations of the earth and his blood still works. His blood never loses his power. That's why every now and then you ought to just plead the blood of Jesus. Every now and then you ought to just claim the blood of Jesus. Folk get on your nerves, you ought to say the blood of Jesus. The, the blood of Jesus is covering me. The blood of Jesus is keeping me. And, and all that foolishness has got to pass. Got to pass over me. All of that mess got to pass. Everything you try to do to take me out got to pass. And you got that power working inside of you. I'm through, I'm through. Let me get this last thing. I'm going home. Well, I'm getting ready for the next service, right? Last thing, last thing that every believer has is the power of the Holy Ghost to help you. I say every believer has the power of the Holy Ghost to help you. In the book of Acts, Chapter 1, verse 8, the writer says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and in the uttermost parts of the earth. The writer says, listen, Jesus is headed back to heaven but he tells his disciples to stay in Jerusalem 
He says, because even though I'm going back, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. He says, I'm going back where I came from. But I'm, I'm not going to leave you alone. He says, in fact, I'm going to send you a comforter. He said, and what I want you to do is gather and stay together. Because when the church is together and on one accord, the Bible testifies to the fact that God will get in the midst of that. Do I have a witness here? I said, when the church gets on one accord and when there is unity in the house, God will come and get in the midst of that. In the Lord, all right today. And so Jesus said, I want you to wait in Jerusalem until the power of the Holy Ghost comes. And when he comes, you shall receive power. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm so glad today that every believer has Holy Ghost power. Yeah, don't let nobody tell you that you got to do this, that, and the other to have the Holy Ghost on the inside. No, no, when the Holy Ghost came on the day of Pentecost, the Bible says that he fully came. Do I have a witness here? And since he fully came, that means it ain't no other bits and other pieces out there, but he's already come and he resides in the hearts and in the spirits of every believer. Oh, shucks. What does that mean, preacher? That means that when I live my life, I can live in the power of the Holy Ghost. I can live how he wants me to live. I can love how he wants me to love. I can walk how he wants me to walk. I can talk how he wants me to talk. I can forgive who he wants me to forgive because I got the power of the Holy Ghost working on the inside. Now let me hurry up and explain to you. If it were left up to me, there's some folk who I never forgive. If it were left up to me, there were some folk that I never love. If it were left up to me, there's some folk I never get along with. But thanks be to God, I got the power, Holy Ghost power, working on the inside. Is there anybody here who can testify today? It's not because of me, but God is. I say God is. God is working on the inside. Say yes. And because he's working on the inside, I can live this purposeful, this awesome, this absolutely amazing life. Be powerful. Be powerful. Victory is yours. Be powerful. Ain't no devil supposed to have you in bondage. Be powerful.
powerful. Ain't no giant supposed to conquer you. You are supposed to conquer giants. Be powerful. Ain't no mountain supposed to be too big for you. Jesus said you're supposed to be able to speak to mountains. And they be cast in the midst of the sea. Be powerful. Things that you've allowed to bring you down. The good news in this is that you are more powerful than you give yourself credit for. And your power, listen, your power does not come by you. It doesn't come because you're so strong. I heard the writer say, not by power nor by might, but by my spirit says the Lord. Tell your neighbor, be powerful. Be powerful, be powerful. Tell your other neighbor, be powerful. Be powerful. Come on, y'all minister this morning. Be powerful, be powerful. Be powerful, be strong. Be strong, be strong.
test. They do come to make you strong. Trials, temptations, pain, all of that can strengthen. Thank God in all of that. I heard under good authority that we are more than conquerors. I got it under good authority that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. You are strong. You are victorious. You are powerful. You are more than a conqueror. Now you leave this sanctuary like you somebody. You leave this sanctuary with your head up. Quit acting like everybody getting the best of you. The devil is alive. I'm stronger than I've ever been. Ah, come on, stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. You are the source of our strength. You are the strength of our life. Thank you, God, that in and through you we can do all things. Thank you, God, that you are able to do things beyond that which we ever imagined according to the power that you put inside of each of us. Let us leave this place committed to accessing that power. Committed to living our lives through that power. Thank you for Holy Ghost power. Thank you for blood redeeming power. Thank you, oh God for the power of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for the power of the gospel that saves us. Thank you, oh God, for who you are and all you do. And now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask, think, or imagine according to the power that works inside of us. Now be grace, power, dominion, and authority, now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.